0: Love
1: Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? And happy Halloween! <laughs> Welcome to a special edition of uh, Sports of a Legend. I'm uh, with my with my um, co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing?
0: Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh,
1: not much, man. You know, happy to be hanging out with you and and everybody. You know, on the other side of the the airwaves um, today.
0: Good to hear. Halloween that's, night.
1: That's right, man. So I'm glad you're going to be here. And uh, and thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, sticking around, spending your, ho- your Halloween, the rest of your Halloween, with uh, me and Mac. And, yeah, we got a busy show today. Um, we're going to talk about the Dodgers winning the, their uh, first championship in Um, 33 33 years I believe Uh, um, What else I'm trying to think We're also going to talk about The Mets um, Finally getting a new Owner in Steve Cohen You know finally The Wilpon era is over We're going to discuss that Uh, We're also going to unfortunately Talk about the You know the Jets Trying to pull off a miracle You know and defeat the um defeat the the reigning champions, uh, uh Kansas City Chiefs. We're also gonna talk about the Giants. You know they're gonna be playing Monday night. And uh, and then you know talk a little, um you know our wrestling WWE with their um with their Hell in the Cell pay per view that went down Sunday. Um the TNA is bound for Glory to happen uh last Saturday and um the AEW's uh full gear uh pay-per-view that's coming up next week uh this Saturday. But uh most importantly you know we you know we'd love to hear from you. And uh you guys are the most important part of the show so feel free to let your voice be heard. The number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine that's five six three nine 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 three five two nine so feel free to talk about any of these topics and more um but before we get down to uh business uh yeah i think you know we should uh first talk about the you know the passing of Uh, you know, uh, a movie icon, because, you know, of course, you know, on this show, we talk sports and entertainment, everything else. And uh, yeah, a movie icon just passed away. And of course, I'm talking about uh, the late great Sean Connery, you know, the man who, in my opinion, he's he's uh, the best James Bond ever. You know, Uh, he's he starred in, uh, you know, many notable films such as you know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as uh Indiana Jones' father. Um he also starred in Untouchables with Kevin Costner, Andy Garcia and uh and uh Robert De Niro, where he uh won the Oscar and uh yeah the list goes on and on. So you know my my thoughts and prayers uh go out to his family. I know he lived a uh, a long and rich rich life, ninety years old, but you know rest in peace
0: yeah he's a uh, one of the, the greatest actors in the last 50 years and yeah my condolences go out to him and his family you know definitely an icon and best known for his performances as James Bond in those mm-hmm. 007 movies so which i still need to catch up you know i definitely mm-hmm. need to go back i I've, I've seen some of them as a kid right but, like, you know, as a kid, like, you don't really fully understand, mm-hmm. you know, movies like that, you know, or right. appreciate movies like that as a kid. So, I want to see them as an adult to get a better understanding and appreciation mm-hmm. for them, you know?
1: Yeah, and plus, those those movies weren't even really targeted for kids, really. So. Yeah, exactly. But, you know,
0: my parents, like, you know, my, my parents were irresponsible, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, he's the man that made you know that that role iconic. You know, Bond, James Bond. You know, he, he the whole demeanor, the swagger. You know, he's the one that put James Bond on the the map. You know, when I think of James Bond, I think of his his portrayal. You know, his first one was in uh what 1972, Doctor uh, Doctor No, and then uh, he he starred his last time he played it was uh was uh 1983. Uh, Never Say Never Again, but that that movie wasn't uh, canonized as his last film because there was a contract dispute where there was two movies in 83. Roger Moore played his last film uh, at that time, and he played this film. So his last uh, quote-unquote official movie would be Diamonds Are Forever in 71. So, I mean, again, this guy has his list of uh, accolades, you know, you know, proceed, you know, itself. So, uh, you know, rest in peace.
0: Yeah, Definitely. rest in peace.
1: But, um, yeah, mo- moving on to, uh, to baseball. And the big news is, uh, congratulations to the LA Dodgers. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, finally got the elusive title. Um, I think this was their seventh overall and their sixth since, uh, Leaving Brooklyn, so you know, congrats to them. Um, you know, they had a hard-fought series. They, they, uh, you know, they they dominated the Rays. You know, and then the Rays having that that magical win in Game Four. I mean, they basically dominated that series.
0: No question. No question. Uh, the Dodgers showed why they were the best team throughout the season, the best record. You know, all that talent, you know, all that good pitching, you know, they they definitely deserve to win it this year. You know, they've been knocking on that door for the last four or five years going to world series and NLCS championships, but they've always come up short. So this year they had to get, you know, they had to win it all. And they did that, you know, even if, even in the shortened season, you know, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, it, you know, they want it, but it's, you know, they want it in a short season. There should be an asterisk next to the championship. It doesn't matter because the, these other teams, as you said, they played the same amount of games, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they had the same path, you know, towards uh, the World Series, like the Dodgers did. And the Dodgers just end up being uh, the last team standing in the end, holding up that trophy. So, you know, congrats to them. Well-deserved championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you hit it right on the head. Uh, they deserve it. There shouldn't be any asterisks. I mean, they, they played 60 games just like everybody else, barring if there's a, you know, a game that got postponed that never got made, ma- made you know, made up, you know. But other than that, everybody played the same games. You know, they fought hard. You know, they've, they've been the, 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 the gold standard of the National League. You know, for for many years. So, you know, they they finally broke through to the other side and got got that um uh, that title, you know, that elusive title, their first title since 1988. So, you know, um, you know, kudos to the to the LA Dodgers and to the the diehard fans that are you know out there, because obviously, you know, the Dodger fans have been known to be like. Um, Fans who you know who don't really care about you know sports that much. They just come early and they come late and leave early. You know that's the the stereotypical um, knock on on Dodger fans. But you know to the diehard Dodger fans who bleed blue, you know I, I salute you and the uh, and the players. Except for the only person that that, that I you know. Um, That I have issue with that, you know, basically made their, them winning the championship, you know, um, what I I can't even think of the words to say, like he, you know, painted their victory or or I should say, their their celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Overshadowed their, their victory is, is my, is a, you know, my former Met player, Justin Turner. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand where he's coming from. You know, this is his first ever championship. You know, he doesn't want to be robbed of him, you know, the way he envisioned ever since he was a little kid, because he grew up a Dodger fan. You know, this is his boyhood dream to win a championship. Yeah. You know, with the Dodgers, you know, I understand that he had the vision of, you know, kissing his wife, hugging his teammates, celebrating on the field. But, however, he has to. He has to be responsible. You know what I mean. He, he you know, he has to. Even though the, the the Dodgers took got the the elusive W in the World Series, which you know gave Dave Roberts as a manager his first championship as a manager, and and you know obviously Clay, Clayton, uh, Clayton Kershaw's first championship as a player. You know, having that knock of. Being a guy who's been a so-so pitcher in, in uh, you know, in the postseason, even though he has a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, career, especially in the regular season, you know, he, he got vindicated, you know, for, you know, pitching good in the World Series, you know. But, you know, Justin Turner, man, I mean, come on, he knew. He knew he had the COVID, man. He should have just been responsible and, and and not celebrate with his teammates, you know. Just you know, do a do a message, and uh, you know, thank the fans, thank the teammates, you know. As much as he wanna, you know, he wanna be out there with his his teammates, you know. He and the fans, you know, he has to be responsible. He has to, you know, social distance. But you know, this should be, and you know, he should have just said like, this will be give him a, a extra motivation, you know, to. To win win another championship with them next year, you know he could have said did something like that, but no he had to he had to eat his get his kick and eat it too you know i mean I understand he wanted to, he wanted to get his moment of finally you know celebrating you know the adulation of him, you know all the hard work he you know paid off you know of him you know finally playing and winning the championship but come on there it's no excuse especially in this this year where you know. People are dying out here because of this COVID. You know, he should have just, you know, he should have just been, you know, just social distance. And, you know, that's what he should have done. I mean, you know, what's your your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it was um, definitely reckless on his part for him to break COVID protocol that was uh, put in place by MLB. You know, they told him, do not go on the field after he was taken out. And he proceeded to go on the field during that celebration, uh, shake teammates' hands, hug them, kiss his wife. He did have his mask on at times, but other times I, I, I saw pictures where he removed it, putting everyone on that field in harm's way. So, Justin Turner deserves all the criticism that's being handed out to him right now, because... That was a very selfish act, and who knows? There may be people that were on the field that have been affected with it just because of his actions. So, you know, it was definitely a stupid move, a selfish move by him, and he needs to be disciplined harshly by MLB. I mean, they need to suspend him, you know, for a number of games beginning next season because that it, it was just irresponsible on his part. Very irresponsible. I mean, there's millions of people dying from this virus, and you you you've tested positive, and you're gonna go do that. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what he was thinking.
1: He was just think he was just thinking about um, you know, having his big moment. You know, and he didn't he th- he literally threw caution to the wind, and endangered people's lives and helped You know, by um, you know, going out there. And he shouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's just a very selfish act.
1: Absolutely. But you know, shifting gears to some uh, to act that wasn't selfish, and I'm talking about I'm talking about Uncle Steve Cohen, the guy who's going to bring all Met fans. You call tickets. him Uncle now? Well, that's they—that's that's He, how, he I you now. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, what been, that's what I've been reading. People have been calling him Uncle Uncle Steve Cohen because he's gonna he's gonna bring you know my friends everywhere, uh, you know some Christmas gifts under underneath <laughs> the, the orange and blue Christmas tree this year, you know uh-huh. with vision of sugar plums dancing in their heads, you know. So you know the 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 rumor is now official. You know, um uh, Steve Collins is the new Mets owner. You know, he um he passed all the he, he, he secured the brass rings, he, he leaped over all the the rings of fire to get this opportunity. You know, that he had the um the agreement with the the Mets um what late last year, they vetoed it and then afterwards um then it was like this whole um Survivor slash Big Brother type, um, you know, obstacle course. They had to he had to do to to outlast J Lo's group and and um, Blitzer and uh, I forgot the other group. A group was it Wolf? I can't even remember. The no Harris. I think it was Blitz, Blitz, Blitzen and Harris. I think it was the, the 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 guys who owned the 76ers and Steelers and um, I forgot the Devils. They, okay. that they had a group too that they wanted to buy the Mets, the, the Mets also, and he he outlasted them. And then afterwards, then in what was it September, he finally got the he secured the rights to 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 um to um you know spe- to negotiate with the Will Pons, uh exclusively. And then you know of course A Rod and J Lo, you know they they bowed out and you know they they tipped their cap and. You know, respect the thing, and then after a few days later, then they're like they're gonna fight to the nail to try to get you know try to get the opportunity again and then now here we are and then afterwards, then they revealed, oh, you know all the all all um Cohen has to do is get the thirty the thirty um the thirty owner vote like he had to get twenty three out of the thirty owners to approve it. So then, you know, for like uh, at least a month, we've been waiting as Mets fans. Is it gonna go through? And as it go, and each time it gets closer and closer, then then they reveal. Oh wait, he has to, he has to pass a seven owners um, committee, or, uh, executive owner committee. Then it's like this other eight per this nine eight or nine person another group of owners. Then. When we were, when we finally found out this week that they're gonna have the owners the the the, the um you know the, the thirty owner meeting, then De Blasio came out of nowhere, hit the RKO on the Mets fans, and said, you know what, you know we own City Field, it's city property, no pop, pun intended, I assume, and they were he, you know he's gonna see you know if there's grounds whether or not they're gonna let him get it or not. And then there was a report, a rumor saying that De Blasio called the um, the owners and said that he, you know, he wants he doesn't want Cohen to get it. Then then Cohen then um De Blasio said that no, he's just doing regular protocol. This is not poor personal. So then afterwards, um like around what one thirty yesterday, then they revealed that um, you know, that the owners. Vote, you know, uh, approved of him getting the the um, you know, getting, getting the the ownership. I think he won like um maybe twenty six out of, he had I think twenty six twenty six votes. I, I think I heard twenty six out of, and, and four vetoes, which I assume um the the White Sox owner Jerry Reindorf, he um he vetoed it, which that was the rumor from. For many days, that he he's one of the proponents of him not getting it, and apparently he's friends with A Rod. So and not to mention, you know, his Bulls killed my team in the '90s. So he, you know, this guy wanted to see me. And as I'm speaking, I'm watching SNY and they're showing Jordan. <laughs> I don't, <the> <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Like, um, you know, so ba- basically, you know. It, it was just a, and then you know it was just a, it was like a whole roller coaster. And afterwards, once the the the, the owners approve of it, then maybe like I don't know, a half hour later afterwards, then the Blasio you know says he there's no objection to to the ownership taking over, and then like that, the soap opera of Steve Cohen finally owning the Mets, you know, is is that's that part of the saga is over. Now. Like like Anakin Skywalker said in uh, I think a Return of Revenge of the Sith, now the fun begins, and now the Mets have easily the the richest owner owner in baseball. This guy he's he's richer than the top three owners combined. This guy's a lifelong Mets fan. This guy is you know rumored to be really committed to turning this team around. You know donating money to charities. You know um. Repaying the the um you know the the um the the employers that lost their money or or got furloughed or fired you know because of this pandemic he's gonna pay them in full you know to you know you know back to pre COVID stuff and he's gonna pay them during the break you know what like the the contractors even though they they wouldn't be working at this time he's gonna pay them so this guy you know he he looks like he got he got it right and then. Another thing, he's going to, you know, spend some money on the analytics because the other other top teams, they had 20 analytic people, and reportedly the Mets only had, like, six people doing analytics. So, you know, this guy, you know, he's going to hire Sandy Alderson, so it looks like he's not only going to spend the money, but he's going to spend it wisely, and that's all you could ask for a guy because you can't expect everybody to get everybody, you know, to come here, because free agents free agents have free will, so they have you know they they have a choice to s- and say whether they want to play in New York or not. Which is rumored that Riomuto doesn't want to come to New York, but we'll see about that. But uh, with w- all that said, what's your thoughts, Mac? And I don't know if you heard, Cashman was one of the people who approved of him getting it, Cohen getting, um you know. Gained the opportunity. So, what's your thoughts on everything?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I thought he was going to be approved. You know, I, I didn't see anyone, you know, declining it. You know, it, it just it helps MLB pretty much. You know, if, when the when a good market when a big market team like the Mets are good, you know that helps MLB and all the other teams. You know, bringing uh, financially, so they had to approve it. You know, I know some people's thought process was, well, you know, they don't want another big market to have, you know, a billion-dollar owner uh, taking free agents away, you know, from their teams. But when you have these big market teams being successful and spending money, it helps all of baseball. So it makes sense, you know. When the Mets are good,
1: you know, that helps out the whole National League,
0: so they had to approve it, you know, if they if there's to be smart. And uh, I think it's a good move. I think he, you know, he's going to spend money. Um, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see ultimately if, you know, these free agents decide they want to come here, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, you can spend as much money as you want, but if free agents do, do not want to come here, that's another story, Right. you know? So, but, yeah, hey, he's got a lot of money to spend. So it's just a matter of, you know, getting these free agents to come here and then building a good team around these young players and, you know, having uh, the Mets compete and go to the playoffs year in, year out. But uh, as far as the uh, cashmere improvement, I mean, the Yankees, you know, they want that friendly competition between uh, the Mets, you know. And they got money of their own. You know, now, we're not worried about the, the Mets' money. What's in the Mets' pockets, you know? So there's no big issue, but you know, congrats to the Mets. You know, guys definitely deserve it, and hopefully, you know, uh, Cohen will
1: make the Mets, you know, a great team again. Amen. I I agree with everything you said. You know, like you said, the Yankees have they have their money. You know, them Mets having money is not gonna subtract from their wallet,
0: yeah, you know, exactly. and it's going
1: to be, it's going to be interesting, you know, in free agency, you know, met are actually players instead of the Wilpon era where they're just quote unquote monitoring the free agents. And then, you know, they just want to be, uh, you know, have meaningful games in September. Right. Instead of having, you know, historic and memorable games in October. But um, yeah, man, you know, I'm just, I'm excited, you know. I mean, it's it's long overdue, you know. For years, you know, the for for two decades, man, the 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 Wilpons, for almost two decades, they've they've owned a team, and only a handful of time they actually spend the money, you know. And um, you know, hopefully Cohen will will be a man of his word, and uh, you know, spend spend the money wisely, and you know, with Alderson. You know, being hired and rumored, they might hire other um, executives. You know, to um, join the you know join their um, front office. You know, there'll be bigger and brighter things for the Mets. So, you know, I think they definitely you know they definitely got to go after uh, Springer. You know, he improves the the defense. You know, and and they, he gives he gives them a a legit leadoff hitter that they that they could use. Um, you know, obviously uh, Real Muto would be great, but there's rumors Real Muto don't want to come to New York, so um, if not, then they're going to have to go after a veteran guy like um, maybe James McCann who's, who's always been a, a good defensive catcher, but, you know, he started to hit a little bit this year, or you could even do a controversial thing, who I think is going to sign with the Yankees, to be honest with you, go after Yadier Molina, old nemesis, you know, That'd be interesting. That would be that would be interesting thing to do. And then, last but not least, go after the big fish, Trevor Bauer. You know the the wild card. You know the guy who's not afraid to speak his mind. Um, I think he I think I heard he has issues with Cole, but you know money talks. You know if they if they set set aside their differences and you know focus on winning. You know they'll they, they'll put it aside. You know, so it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if you know he comes to New York if he goes with the Yankees and and you have that two headed monster with him and and Cole, or even better him him signing with Degrom, and having that that two headed monster and then you have hopefully Cindergar regaining back to form, um, and then you got David Peterson who had a, a promising rookie year. This past season, and um, well, they're uh, reportedly they're they're going to extend a qualifying offer to um, to um, Strowman. So, you know, Strowman has been talking talking big, you know, about you know he's going to have his best best years of his life coming up, and you know he was like shading the Yankees while trying to pitch. Uh, no pun intended. He was trying to pitch, make a pitch to to pitch on the Yankees also, like, you're saying, like, how the Yankees pitchers have have choked and, but, you know, he, he would, you know, he would make them, you know, I guess better, even though, I mean, Stroman hasn't won anything either. I mean, Stroman has, he's shown some flashes here and there, but, you know, Stroman hasn't lived up to his potential, especially in a Met uniform, you know, so. And then he quit on his team also? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I give him a pass because you know the COVID. You know he, you know he didn't want his family and and them um, to get sick. But yeah, he did. You know, opt out. You know, so I mean that that goes against his character. You know, he's always been a bulldog, but you know, obviously because of the season, you know, everybody has to be cautious about getting sick. So, you know, I give him a pass. You know, he unlike unlike Cespedes. You know, he his his um his 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 um, reasoning of opting out seems a lot more credible. So, yeah, the qualifying offer the Mets are going to offer him is uh, reportedly $8.9 So we'll see if he takes it. You know, if I was him, I would take it. And then... Do you want him could... back? Do I want him back? Um, I'm, like, on the fence of him. I mean, he has, he has potential, but I don't know. I... <sighs> I guess I'd be I'd be open to have him one more year if he's like the fifth starter, you know. But he cannot be the he cannot be the see. I'm still thinking in the Wilpon mentality. Like he cannot be the big fish that they get. If he wants to be the fifth starter, I mean he'd be a, I mean expensive fifth starter eighteen, 18 point um like eighteen point nine million. I mean that that's that's a lot of money. I don't know. I mean. I'm I'm on the fence with him, but he cannot be the main. He cannot be the main pitcher because they need to get some pitchers, man, for real. Like that used to be their strength coming into the season. That that was gonna be their strength, but then Stro- um, Syndergaard got injured for the rest of the year. Stroman opted out, and uh, Matts, a guy who could be qualified, and I've been a fan of Steve Matts, uh, you know, ever since he came up, you know, especially his debut, where his grandpa, you know, was like you know was losing his mind you know seeing his son i mean his grandson getting three hits and, and pitching well i think it was against the reds but um yeah i mean he he really he really regressed um mightily so yeah i mean you, you might have to you got to you're going to have to say goodbye to him but you know another shocking thing there there's been some shocking releases you know cuz of this this covid you know some guys that the Mets or Yankees could look look into. Uh, Charlie Morton, you know he got released by the Rays. Brad Hand got you know one of the best closers out there. I think he had he led the leagues in save uh, for the Indians. They released him. You know they put the, they put him on waivers. You know for any team to pick up his ten million dollars. Uh, so you know there's some there there is some some you know moves that could be done. You know to prove improve teams because a lot of these teams they don't wanna they don't wanna um pay the money you know and then good players go oh, and another big move two big moves in the the um the managerial spot a j hinch he signed with the the tigers and um you know you better call uh Marty Mcfly and Doc Brown because we're going back to the future. White Sox rehire Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa becomes the first manager in MLB history to be in, to be hired after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So they literally have a Hall of Fame manager in every sense of the word. What's your thoughts? Well,
0: first off, um, with Charlie Morton, uh, you know, this guy did a great job with the Rays. You know, I think Rays should have kept him. You know, this is a veteran guy and i would love to have him on the yankees you know have that uh, veteran presence you know in that lineup and pitching alongside cole i mean he was on the astros before K- cole came right uh i think so yeah so i'd love to have him on my team but um yeah i mean the, the yankees definitely uh we need we need pitching because uh we had a lot of guys go out with injuries so Reno – um, Paxton, mm-hmm. Herman, you know, he, well, he was an injured, but, you know, he was suspended because of uh, domestic abuse, but he couldn't yeah. pitch this season, so hopefully we'll see him again next season, but, yeah, definitely love to add a
1: guy like more into the team, and, uh, and your boy Tanaka, he's a free agent, you know, you, you think they should resign him? Yeah, I think or we you should. Understand? Yeah, I think, no, I think we should, yeah, I mean, this guy, Actually.
0: you know, despite this season not being good in the postseason, season, I mean, and the previous postseasons, he's been a lockdown pitcher. I agree. So, you know, I definitely want to bring him back. And then, uh, yeah, we, we, we then have to fill some other pieces. I don't know if they should bring back Sanchez. You know, might have to just let Sanchez walk. Just go to they, another team.
1: They let go Gardner, who, who they might, I would assume, they're going to resign him for a, a much cheaper deal.
0: Yeah. Gardner's, uh I think he's getting up there. I think he might, well,
1: it's time for him to
0: retire. Honestly.
1: Yeah, I think he said I think he said then uh during the season before the season ended that, you know, he plans next year, this this uh twenty twenty one to be his last year because he didn't want to retire, you know, during the pandemic. You know, he wanted to have his final send off with the fans.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: So I think, you know, with that said, you know, the Yankees are gonna do right by him and uh, you know, give him that one last year, you know, and he'll tip his cap to the Yankee fans and uh Right off into the sunset, you know, at the end of the next year season.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to for him to retire now, to be honest. Give some of these guys <laughs> a chance. Like, Clint Frazier, you know, let these guys develop. <laughs> I mean, I love Gardner, but, you know, it's time for him to go. Mm-hmm. You're right. Sometimes guys, you know, they need
1: to Hang be on to Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he might, you know, you you know what I'm saying. Like if he they, if they don't agree to a deal, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be one of those great players who stay too long and sign with another team, and you know you're gonna be comparing him his his uh, his last year to what he was, you know, in his time right. with the Yankees. So right, right. you know, hope, for his sake, I hope he gets that 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 they agree they can agree on one deal, and you know he'll uh, retire Yankee. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you on Tanaka. Tanaka, um, that's a big game pitcher. You know, I, I would definitely, um, you know, if I was the Yankees, I would definitely re-sign him.
0: For sure. Yeah, you definitely have to bring him back. No question about it.
1: And then here's the guy, we, we the most important person we didn't even talk, think or talk about yet, DJ Lamehu. I mean. Oh, yeah, that's the number more... one
0: priority right there.
1: Top priority. Yep. Absolutely. So they defi- yeah, they definitely got to do that for sure. Yeah, if you
0: don't sign him then you, you I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah, that's
0: right the, the guy that, that's the first guy you need to re-sign. Yep.
1: You're right, you're right about that. And uh yeah, on the on the Mets side, they got to they got to extend uh they got to extend uh uh what was I going to say? Conforto. Got to make sure he because I think next year is going to be his his last season. I think, you know, if they don't give him a contract extension. But you know, I think uh, I think Cohen's gonna. You know, I have faith in Cohen right now that he's he's gonna do the right thing. Cause he he did a um, he had like a um, what you might call it a, a a you know he he made a um you know a message of what he you know thanking the fans and in his message he he spoke about you know he spoke about um you know um concentrating on he mentioned the the free agency coming up uh you know tomorrow so you know i think he's i think he's definitely i think he's definitely going to um you know deliver on that you know on on you know, on, you know being you know turning the mess season around so we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah, we shall see. But um yeah, briefly switching gears with uh I guess with the the Knicks, Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, Lavar Ball, he he reportedly wants his son, um uh Lamello Ball to uh get drafted either by the Knicks or um, what was I going to say? For um, Detroit Pistons.
0: Well, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen to the Knicks. You know, the Knicks. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, well, what's the Knicks number right now? Aren't they like uh, seven eighth. or
1: something?
0: Eight? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a trade. Unless there's yeah, a trade, yeah. I don't see that happening. I see I see him going earlier in the first round. Yeah. Top three, and, top five.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the draft's gonna be coming up uh, you know, this month. I mean next month I should say. Might be it might even be the nineteenth, I'm not sure. Yeah, but please, um please. yeah, so hopefully then the Knicks, you know, they may they you know, they um after they hired Leon Rose, they've hired some people who who have success in, you know, in you know being an executive and being coaches, you know, to you know to to work with Leon Rose and Thibodeau. So hopefully it'll pay off. Cause drafting. Uh, so. I'll repeat what you said.
0: No, I I hope so. I hope these guys yeah. can make a difference, man. Cause for real, we made so many changes to. Our coaching staff over the last five years. I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not even five years, man. All the last twenty years, pretty much.
1: Yeah, man, for real. And
0: coaches go in and out.
1: Yeah, since 20, two since two thousand, man. Since
0: Van uh, Gundy.
1: Yeah, since Jeff Van Gundy left in like what two thousand and two. Yeah, we've had a bunch of coaches. Uh, you know, Lenny Wilkins, Don Chaney, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas.
0: Mike Woodson, Mike
1: Woodson, who who is obviously the best coach they've had, uh, you know, after Van Gundy left. Even obviously mm-hmm. Lenny Wilkins is, is a Hall of Fame manager, and Larry Brown was as obviously a Hall of Fame manager as well. But uh, you know, they they were they were horrible, you know. And well, but then again, you know, they didn't have the players either. So you yeah. know, you gotta have the combination for you to be successful. Of good players and good and a good manager, so mm-hmm. and a, and a GM too would help too. So yeah, you know that uh, Mike Woodson, Donnie Walsh was, even though as brief, a footnote in Knicks history as it was. I mean, you know that was that was easily the best year the Knicks had, you know since two thousand.
0: Mhm. yeah.
1: So hopefully Dolan, you know, will be true to his word and step back and let, you know, uh, Leon Rose and um, Thibodeau, you know, bring this team back to respectability because they, you know, they they have the the they have the personnel, you know, front office wise and you know, coaching wise. So they gotta they gotta draft well and and track, attract. You know some stars to come here because if they don't draft well, you know, we're you know we're still gonna be Knicks are still gonna be in basketball hell right now. So hopefully it could be redeemed. You know, in, the, in starting this uh, this draft, so we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, one more thing about uh, um, Syndergaard. I don't know if you heard what Syndergaard said about Cohen because uh he bas here 's what he said about here 's what he said um he said all I plead is that the new owner treats players and personal in the organization like people and less like expandable commodities that being said i couldn 't be more excited about the real Bobby Axelrod leading the charge uh apparently Bobby Axelrod is uh the character in the the billions uh h uh, b o show which Basically, the, that character is um, was modeled after Steve Cohen. But I don't know if you noticed, it looked like Syndergaard was throwing shade at the the Wilpons.
0: Oh,
1: really? Wow. Because he, he said, "All I plead is that the new owner treats players and personnel in the organization like people, and less wow. like expendable commodities." So, you know, and then it, it looked like you know, throwing shade. Yeah, that, that that's what it seemed like, but. All in all, you know, the, the former the current Mets and former Met players, uh, you know, they're they're excited about uh this this new acquisition hopefully Cohen could take the Mets to the next level. And um yeah, let me let me just look at that quote quickly. Yeah, he was saying like to you know, um Cohen's Quote, you know, he had a, you know, a good quote. You know, he thanked everybody. You know, farewell, Pond and MLB. But then he said, uh, most of all, I'd like to thank Mets fans for their unwavering support throughout this process. Family and I are long, are long, uh, lifelong Mets fans, and we're we're really excited about this. With the free agency starting Sunday night, we'll be working towards a quick close. Let's go Mets! So right there, you know, he mentioned free agency, so, you know, it's teasing that, you know, he's gonna try and make some moves here and quick, so you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens but uh, shifting gears to the Nets Uh, you know, the Nets made some moves, man they're like the Brooklyn Suns now because, you know, they got um, they got Steve Nash as the head coach Um, they hired um what was I going to say? They hired um, Amir Stoudemire, you know, to be one of his uh, his assistant coaches. And then they did another move um, where they hired, uh, you know, Mike D'Antoni, you know, to, yeah, heard uh, about that. to be an assistant coach. Uh, so what's your thoughts on the, the Nets?
0: Yeah, I heard about all those moves. That's a... Uh... Interesting coaching staff, you know, all part of the Suns organization. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, several years ago, um, I think they're gonna bring a lot of experience. You know, to the Nets. I mean, Nets they have a lot of talent, a lot of good young players. So yeah, I mean, you know, they got the right guys. You know, for this job. So there's no, there's no excuses. You know, they right now on paper they look like championship. A championship contending team once they have Irving and um, uh, Durant? Irving and Durant healthy. So it's looking good for them next year.
1: Oh, yeah. And another thing is is that Sean Marks, their GM, also played for the Suns, too.
0: Oh, I thought you were about to say Sean was Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the hell? <laughs>
1: well,
0: who knows? You never know. But hey, Might, yeah, because of the experience. There. <laughs> Super kicking me. Yeah, I mean,
1: he remember he, he he's a Spurs fan, so
0: oh yeah, or, he, or at least he
1: was when when they beat the Knicks back in the day. So, <laughs> so who knows? But yeah, the, the the Nets, you know, they're you know they they're putting a you know a solid uh, uh, you know coaching staff. Oh yeah, and, you know, then they had a, you know exciting year uh this pa- this past year. So you know, they have some building blocks. As long as Irving and uh Durant could get healthy, you know, they can uh you know try to make some noise. No doubt. But uh, you know, speaking of Shawn Michaels, uh yeah, let's talk about you know and you know, we'll talk about the company he uh he you know he uh basically was a star in and that's W W E and of course uh, a match one of the matches that he was known for other than the ladder match uh he had with uh Razor Ramon was the first ever uh, Hell in the Cell against um
0: Undertaker. Uh,
1: against the Undertaker. Yep. So, yeah, let, let's talk about the Hell in the Cell. Oh uh, yeah, and by the way, uh this upcoming Survivor Series marks the 30th anniversary of the Undertaker's uh, you know, debut in WWE. So, so 1990.
0: Remember that? mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: So yeah, uh, basically, this past Sunday was the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view event. Uh, you know, I saw some of it. I didn't really get. The, I didn't. I didn't catch the whole thing. But I'm gonna have to rewatch the whole. I'm gonna have to, re- you know, watch. Oh, you didn't watch all of it? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't watch all of it. But, uh, but ironically, this is my favorite uh, pay-per-view match. I mean, yeah, my actually not my pay. Yeah, well, yeah, I did say it right. My, you know, my favorite stipulation match, you know, in WWE. But um, yeah. Here, but here's uh, here's uh, the matches that went on. Uh, Archu defeated Drew Gulag to retain the twenty four seven, you know, I ninety seven hardcore south and all those other titles he has for European Championship. Um, I think he's like a forty-eight time champion at this point. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. don't like that. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, he defeated Jay Uso. Like he just toyed with, uh, with with Jimmy. You know, I mean, I should say Jay. I should say. Well, I guess you could put Jimmy too because he, he, um, he he was choked he was choking out Jimmy in order to force Jay to quit because there was no other way Jay was going to quit the match, even though Ron Reigns was just, you know, treating him like a jobber. And as a result, you know, Jimmy, you know, basically, you know, they, they have to honor him as their tribal chief. And if they didn't, they'd be kicked out of the family, which, uh, you know, force Jay to turn heel and attack Daniel Bryan, you know, on SmackDown to end SmackDown.
0: Yeah, that um, was a that that, that <laughs> was a s- smart way for Roman Reigns to win that match.
1: Mhm. Something that Roman Reigns would have never done. Yeah. Back in the days. Or pre-COVID, I should say. Anyway.
0: Yeah, and now, yeah. based on last night's SmackDown, now. Jey Uso is now under. Not, now he's like Team Roman Reigns now.
1: All yeah. of a sudden, he is. Even though to start the show off, he literally said he hates him. Yeah, I think that, I think they they should have they they you know maybe they should have did the turn at that time. But then again, I guess they wouldn't have the surprise attack on on Daniel Bryan, I guess. Yeah. So maybe maybe they should have just cut the, sk- the skit from the beginning then. If he was, if, he, if he's telling him, I hate, he started the show saying, I hate you, I hate you. And then like two hours later, he's like, you know, I'm with you, dog, I'm with you. And he started attacking Daniel Bryan, you know. Um, yeah, but you know, Hopefully, I mean it's been a good storyline, you know Roman Reigns and Jay, but I think they need to, you know, I think they need to move on from it. Well, I guess they are moving on from because now he's he's part of their group now, so he's 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 they're acknowledging the Tribal Chief. So, so I guess that is a, a you know a rightful way to end it, this this feud. Um, let me see, Elias defeat Jeff Hardy in a disqualification match, which. I don't think anybody cares about, you know, this whole story stems from that that um you know, that storyline from like five months ago where um let me see. Um basically uh Jeff Hardy was framed for um I think attacking Elias with his car and Jeff Hardy, you know, assumes his shameless but we don't know who did it. So Elias finally came back like a few weeks ago and attacked Jeff Hardy. You know, showing that he has another heel turn. Um, and then you know the Miz. You know he defeated Otis as I predicted last week, and he got the he's the new Money in the Bank winner. You know my my thinking is they should have gave it to Morrison. You know, I mean Morrison never he never had an opportunity to win the championship. You know, it would be something fresh. I mean, they literally, it's been there, done that. Miz already, Miz defeated Orton back in the days, you know, with the money in the bank for his first championship. So I just think, you know, WWE is being a little, not being creative with that.
0: Yeah, I I didn't think Miz was going to win it again, but
1: that's just WWE for you. Yeah, it would have been fresh if they would have made Morrison do it. You know, Morrison faced him instead. And then he would have won the money in the bank that way. <coughs> Excuse me. And then this is a match that they could have waited until WrestleMania to do. Sasha Banks versus, you know, Bayley. She defeats Bayley, ends Bayley's uh, 300-something uh, title reign as SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, you know, it was a well-deserved victory.
0: Yeah, they should have waited on that. hmm but hey, it's uh, but I don't think this is the last time that they're gonna battle it out,
1: you know? oh no, they're not because because uh this Smackdown coming up they're gonna they're gonna fight each other, they're gonna have a rematch, and Sasha banks is gonna try to do something she's never done in the history of her title range. she's gonna try to successfully retain right. the title, yeah, 'cause Because, you know her first five title reigns. She's um, she's won the title and then I think at the pay per view event or was it at, I'm trying to think I think she won it at the pay per view event or on a raw and then she loses it at the pay per view or
0: she loses like at the at the at the tv show
1: something raw, like or Smackdown or one pay-per-view. or the other it's like either yeah. she wins the, the title at the pay per view and then she loses it at at the pay per view or she wins it at the pay per view and then loses it on the the, the subsequent raw or, or or SmackDown, or whatever. So, you know, hopefully this is the, this should be the time she finally snaps that, that, uh you know, that weakness, which I assume she will, but then again, you never know, that so we could do something shocking.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for Charlotte to come out of nowhere, and and try to win this championship. Charlotte and her new breast implants.
1: You you called you called it, man. You called it. You know what? I didn't even think of Charlotte. You you're probably right. Charlotte's probably gonna attack. Charlotte's probably gonna attack. Maybe with Bailey and 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 maybe help her win it, or you know, put her put her name in the um, you know, sh- pop up as a new threat for 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 Char- for um Sasha, which. Charlotte is the one that started her whole um, her whole um, you know title defense you know horrible record with title defenses because the first three times she won the titles were against um I think it were against Charlotte and then she every time she faced Charlotte she defeat she got she lost to Charlotte so then you know I was just thinking okay Charlotte has her number and then after she she won the fourth one against Alexa Bliss. And then she tried to defend it against Alexa Bliss, and it was the same thing. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, this is a, this is not it's not just Charlotte, you know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Bobby Lashley he defeated Slapjack of Retribution. Uh, he made him tap out, and uh, you know he retains the United States Championship. And then last but not least, uh, Randy Orton defeats Drew McIntyre uh, in the Hell in the Cell match to become the new and uh, 14-time champion. He is the new WWE champion. I'm surprised and, that that happened, that,
0: that Randy Orton won it.
1: Remember, remember I was saying last week, I was like, man, I I think or- Orton might win, but maybe Drew McIntyre's going to win this time. And I'm like... You know, this is probably the first the first time I'm, I'm. All the other weeks, all the other pay-per-view events, I've been picking Orton to win. Ever since he's been challenging, I'm like, I bet maybe the 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 time I'm finally not picking him is going to be the time when he actually wins it. And <laughs> sure enough, he did it. And you know, Hell in the Cell, a match he's very familiar with. Probably only Triple H has been more more. more more successful than he has. I mean obviously that's Undertaker's match also, so Undertaker has success in that match as well. But um yeah, Orton did it. But now it's crazy. Now now the the title picture for, for um on Raw is like crazy. You got Orton as a champion and then it looks like maybe Bray Wyatt might challenge, to McIntyre might challenge. Um I forgot who else might um might be challenging him for the title too. It's like there's no definitive person. And then not to mention Survivor Series um it's like bragging rights. They're not they're not um they're not defending their titles. They're just it's a champion versus champion matchup. Yeah,
0: I see um I see McIntyre <laughs> regaining the title soon.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Maybe even before the year the year ends.
1: Yeah, by WrestleMania he'll 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 regain the title, at the latest,
0: or even before then.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. By the at the latest, he'll he'll win at WrestleMania. I think he'll yeah. win it before. I think he'll win that Royal Rumble, which is basically one minute away from being like two months away or so. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. Yeah. So I guess that's about it. On. WWE, I could think of. Uh, What happened? Uh, Oh, yeah. NXT. uh, Johnny Gargano, he defeated um, Damian Priest to become the new uh, NXT North American champion. Uh, I think he becomes the first person to win the North American championship twice in his career. Uh, Congrats to him. But unfortunately for him... His wife, Charlotte uh, LeRae, I mean Candice, Candice LeRae, she she lost to Io e. Shirai. So Io e. Shirai is still the women's champion. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, yeah, it was Halloween Havoc. Um, Cameron Grimes, he lost to, um, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Dexter Loomis know I think it was a haunted house of horror match or something like that something to that effect um I'm trying to think yeah i think that's a basically it that i could think of off the time oh yeah um Leah Ripley she defeated um uh what's her name um Raquel Gonzalez um in in a match you know th- those two have a rivalry Um, let me see. And then afterwards, you know, NXT, not NXT, AEW, basically, they're going to have a pay-per-view event uh, this Saturday. And, uh, you know, MJF is still trying to be Jericho's, uh, join Jericho's group in Inner Circle. So they had a town hall meeting. And uh, basically, he's going to, uh, two of the members from the Inner Circle um, I think it's uh, what's his name again? Sammy Guevara Gravara and um maybe Ortiz or Santana, I can't remember which one which of which is gonna be facing him. Uh oh yeah, it's gonna be MGF and Wardlow versus, you know, those two aforementioned uh members of um of um the inner circle. But yeah, the pay per view event, uh let me see yeah, okay. So the matches is Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Uh this is gonna be the elimination tournament final match. Whoever wins this will be will get a future AEW uh world championship match. Uh you can go either way, um, with Hangman Adam Page, who I mean he's done well since he you know hit, oh yes, this is the battle of the, the two tag team champions former tag team champions. Um yeah, they're gonna battle it out. Um, yeah, Kenny Omega, you know, versus his former tag team partner Hangman Adam Page. Uh, I'm picking Kenny Omega to to win this match. You know, they they both done well. Obviously, after they split up, they left the Elite uh, faction, and I think Kenny Omega is gonna, you know, win this match and become the number one contender. You know, for the for the AEW championships. That'd is be great.
0: Is? Yeah, I think so too. You know, I'm
1: not caught up uh, with AEW as I should be, but I, I'm gonna agree with you. Cool. Yeah, this is a match I could see going either way, but I think Kenny Omega is gonna is gonna pull out, pull out, pull this this win off. Uh, number two, then you also have uh, Cody. He's you know he's gonna be. Uh, defending the the AEW TNT Championship, uh, you know, against Darby Allen. Um, and uh, I think Cody, I think Cody is going to re- retain it against uh, Darby Allen. How
0: long has Cody had the title?
1: Um, he got it back like maybe a month ago. Cause he, he he fought against Brody Lee, you know, formerly known as Luke Harper, you know, the leader of the Dark Order. So he regained the title back, but prior to that, he he held onto the title for several months until he lost he um he lost it to Brody Lee. Brody Lee like whooped him badly, and he was gone for like like maybe three weeks or so, and then he and then he came back and um you know he, you know he defeated. He defeated him um in the you know, in the the pay per view event, the last pay per view event they had to regain the title.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm gonna go with Cody.
1: Yeah, I think Cody's gonna retain it against RB Allen. Uh then you got um uh the the this tag team matchup. Um it's uh the the AEW World Tag Team Championship. You got um uh, FTR, formerly known as The Revival. And, uh, you know, of course, they got Tully Blanchard as their, um, you know, their um, their manager. And they're going to be facing off against the Young Bucks. And the stipulation is, if Young Bucks lose, not only will they, you know, obviously not be the new AEW World Tag Team Champions, they would also lose the opportunity to ever Challenge for the the world tag team championships again. So this is a must win for the Young Bucks. Period. No, no, I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think I think Young Bucks is gonna win this. Even though, even though FTR they've won it a few months ago, and they've basically you know ran roughshod on the competition thus far, and they basically broke up. Uh, they they put some mind games into Hangman Adam Page, which uh, basically uh, broke up the elite and uh, you know the the tag team of Page and Omega, because basically FTR they love to drink. They know Hangman Adam Page loved to drink, so they they you know they bonded on you know they both their love for alcohol. So Adam Page let his guard down, and basically that. You know, eventually cost them the the tag team title to FTR. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think the young bucks are gonna are gonna pull it off because this is uh, this is do or die. Unless they they're, they're planning on going to singles, I mean, the young bucks they have to stay together. You know. Cause they're like a younger version of, uh, I guess you, you could say they're like a younger version of, of you know the the Hardy Boys or um, the Rockers, you know. But yeah, I'd say they they're definitely gonna win this. Uh, then you got um, you got let me see. You got uh, I'm trying to see here. You got my Hardy. Versus uh, Sammy Guevara, elimination uh, elite deletion match. I mean, these guys have had a long matchup for like the longest time. Like they, uh, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy got hurt. He, um, you know, he he, you know, he um, was was gonna bury the hatchet, and then Sammy Guevara attacked him like a few weeks ago. But it looks like this this uh, rivalry, you know. Might come to an end in this elite deletion match, and I'm thinking Sammy Guevara is going to win this and put the put this, uh, you know, rivalry to us.
0: i going with Sammy, also. All
1: right, and then on the women's uh championship, you got um, you know, a battle of two rivals, you got H- Hikaru Shida. Um, she's going to defend the title once again against Ny- Nyla Rose, and uh, Vicky Guerrero is her her, her manager. Uh, Vicky Guerrero joined her as uh, you know her manager a few months ago. So yeah, this uh, I think Nyla, Nyla Rose is going to regain the the um, the title that she won from um, Sheeta uh several months ago. So. I think uh, Nyla Rose will re- will regain uh, the the AEW Women's Championship.
0: I'm going with you as well. I'm going
1: Nyla uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. And then you got Chris Jericho versus MJF in a singles match. If MJF wins, he'll be allowed to join the Inner Circle. So um, yeah, I think MJF is going to win this, and he'll join the Inner Circle.
0: I'm going. am going with them as well. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. And you got Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. I'm picking Orange Cassidy. You know, I think you know ever since he defeated Jerko um, a few months ago, his his stock has been on the rise. So, yeah, I think Cassidy is going to win that one. Orange
0: juice all the way.
1: <laughs> and last but not least, John Moxley formerly known as Dean Ambrose, the AEW champion. He's going to be battling his uh, old old friend, uh, Eddie Kingston, in an I Quit match for the aforementioned AEW World Championship. I think it's going to be a hard-fought match. You know, basically it's going to be, you know, I guess similar to um, Roman Reigns and uh, Jay Uso's match, I Quit match, except it's not in Hell in a Cell. But it's going to be brutal. But uh, you know, the uh, now that I think about it, yeah, they're both former Sh- they're both former Shield members. Now that I think about it, yeah, the you know both Shield members will will come out on top and retain their respective uh, heavyweight championships for their respective uh, companies. So, John Moxley will retain once again the AEW World Championship. He's had it for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he has yeah, he has. Ever since he defeated Jericho, um like wow, how long how long ago was that? Could it have been a year could it, it might it might even be a year. Like he's he's I'm held on to for, for a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I think he's gonna retain it. I think he'll lose the title to, to maybe like someone like Lance Archer or, or um or um I'm trying to think who who else, I was thinking of, um, you know, like a, like a, like a heavyweight, uh, a Brian Cage, like who he fought with recently. Somebody like a, you know, like a, like a super heavyweight kind of guy, then we'll go defeat him. But um, yeah, you know, I think he's gonna, yeah, I think he's gonna hold on to this, hold on to this title until he. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, he he is the longest reigning uh, champion. He's had it for at least two hundred and forty-five days. He he gained the title on February. Really? Wait, February twenty-ninth, twenty-twenty. He only won in February.
0: Oh, so this year?
1: Yeah, I thought he won it before, because oh. Jericho was the first inaugural champion. He won on August 31st uh, at the All-Out event. Um, He defeated Adam Page, uh, Hangman Adam Page, to determine who was going to be, because the the title was vacant. Um, And then Jon Moxley defeated Chris Jericho on February 29, 2020 at the um, Revolution pay-per-view event uh, to, uh, you know, start his, 25, 25, plus days title range. So, you know, that's that. Um, yeah. Let, oh, yeah. One more. Yeah. I don't think we spoke about, uh, uh, football yet. I don't think, um, yeah, basically, did we talk, did we talk about football already? I can't even remember. Uh, no, we haven't. Yeah. So basically the Jets are going to try to pull off a miracle and, uh, Try to win, try to win a game, their first game of the year, but it's going to be against um, the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, and you know Le'Veon Bell and uh, Mahone are going to just destroy them. But uh, you know, what's your thoughts on the winless Jets? Man, Jets,
0: I I don't think they have a chance against the Chiefs uh, later today. Um, yeah, and Le'Veon Bell—he's definitely gonna want his revenge <laughs> now that he's on the Chiefs. But yeah, that's it might get ugly tomorrow or later today, I should say. Jets, uh, yeah, they're gonna go on all in eight. They might go winless, you know, for the whole season. Uh, I'm looking at their schedule; it's not—it's not looking very good for the Jets going forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: it, it's, it's not looking good right now. Yeah, you, you said it, man. It, it, it's going to be horrible. The Jets are going to be winless, and as ugly as this season has been, which arguably this is the worst Jets season thus far, um, this, you know, they, this is this game is going to be really ugly. They, they might lose 56 nothing right here. Or, or I should say today. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really ugly. And and um, Bell, he's gonna turn back the clock, man. Shoot, it's, it's gonna be, he's gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's gonna be a bad one, a bad loss, I should say.
1: Bad loss for the Jets. It's gonna be a laugher for the Chiefs, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like a butt fumble type game for the Jets to, <laughs> later today. It's gonna be really embarrassing. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you got the Giants. They're going to try to defend their home turf against uh, Tom Brady and the, the Buccaneers. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, well, Giants, you know, they haven't been that much better than the Jets, although mm-hmm. they do have one win on well, their record. But, um, yeah, they got a tough matchup with the Buccaneers, who have been playing much better. Um, and Brady's look much better as well it going to be a tough matchup, you know. If the Giants can pull an upset, that would be great. I mean, they have been, their games have been close, you know, So, and they had a chance last week to win it against the Eagles, but they blew that. So, uh, you know, I could see an upset, but, you know, the way the Giants have uh, been playing this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game to the Buccaneers. So but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough matchup come Monday night, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh yeah, anything you'd like to say before we, we head out?
0: Uh I hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween. Uh, remember to turn your clocks back and uh we'll see you next week
1: on yep. Sports Urban Legend. Only here on to Radio. Yeah, you heard the man and uh, as he's you know, before I asked you uh anything else you wanna say, something popped down on my head. Today is November first, which means tomorrow, Monday, November second, is the uh, let me do the math in my head. I think this is the what? The the eleventh officially the eleventh season of uh Sports Urban Legends. So oh, I guess we'll man. thank you. So we'll we'll celebrate that and that will be the the season premiere of uh Sports of the Legends. So check that out. Check that out next week. Season premiere coming up next week. Uh you know we'll we'll let you know what's going on in the world of sports and uh hope you guys you guys and ladies can uh, join us next week. So um you know he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm Mo Mamo. And I'll see you next week for the season premiere of Sports of the Legend, Only on Block Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. And by the way, also check out my YouTube channel, Sports of the Legend TV, and come back here next week. Same bat channel, same bat station, Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. Peace out.